You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Craig, I'm the host of the podcast and as ever I'm joined by Greg and Chris. Hello guys. Alright. Hail, hail. Oh, Chris. Come on. You're throwing off this podcast for trotting out of Chris. Telling Alex Salmond. Aye. Oh, I thought right. you might uh, I thought you might feel a bit at home then because it's not as if it's been much football and so what we're gonna watch the Scotland game, mm-hmm. the Stallion Petrov game. That was about that. Yep. Aye. But normally when we start I, I ask maybe what you what you've been drinking, like are you drinking a, a tenants like I do or what, but Chris just let me know that he's drinking a, a chocolate milkshake. Yep. I've got a bit of a sore throat today, so uh, the the milk's soothing it, and I get bored drinking milk, so I'm at a bit of flavour. Is it Nesquik? No, it's uh, Asda's own brand, which is actually one of the tastier ones on the market. <laughs> so you've tried a few of them then? I, I'm, I'm a connoisseur of the chocolate milk, yeah. <laughs> You're a big win. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been watch- I, I spent the weekend watching some of my heroes from when I was growing up. I'm, I'm entitled to be a big kid this weekend. What, Louis for One Direction? Aye, Louis for One Direction. Aye. Is that his name? Aye, we'll come on to that later. Aye. Right, as Chris mentioned, we've, we've not got much football to discuss. We've got the Scotland-Belgium game, and we'll talk about the Petrov game. Or should I say, Chris will talk about it, because I, I've not seen it other than a certain challenge and somebody being sick. And then the charity bet, and then we'll do our predictions for the upcoming Premiership game, as well as... The Scotland game, which is on Tuesday. And before we start, I've got a bit of a confession. Scotland were playing on Friday night, and you'd think that I would be sitting avidly watching it, maybe with a can of beer or whatever, but no, it was my wedding anniversary, so I didn't even watch the game. Oh, what? I've let everybody down. Well, apart from my wife. <laughs> so I've watched the, the highlights. It was on the no, BBC I... site, so I've got a, a good understanding of about three minutes of the game. <laughs> so Chris, hopefully, hopefully you can remember a lot because I take it you were at the game. I, I was at Hamden Park, guy. I, I went along and uh, I, 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 well, we start with talking about the important thing. I got a pie. Oh, oh good yeah. stuff. Good pie, stuff. pie update. And it wasn't just a Scottish pie; it was a Hamden pie. Oh, that sounds good. Sounds. And good. you know what the difference is? Nothing at all. <laughs> so how much was it? Um, can't remember. Oh Chris doesn't bo- bother with stuff like that. He just hands your twenties here and there. Yeah, a couple of pies and a drink. Keep a change, yeah, you know. Pie and a milkshake. What really made me laugh though is on the signs everywhere it's got Hamden pie or you can get a steak pie. And I thought, right, okay, I'm going to ask for the Hamden pie. <laughs> so I asked the lassie behind the counter, I want a Hamden pie and a bovro. So she turned into her mate and went, Scottish pie. Ah, oh, no. <laughs> What's the point? Considering that must have been her first night. She's still to learn. So what was the point? Anyway, that was a highlight of the day because then the game started. Yeah. Well, actually, before the game started, we had Nina Nesbitt singing the, the anthem too slowly. She's going to need to keep up if she's going to keep that gig. Oh, no, I don't know. I think I'd, I'd let her off it. She's a bit of a tidy number, huh? <laughs> yeah, um, well, let's, let's, let's cross over this because you don't want to be accused of sexism here. But uh, <laughs> she's, she, she's, certainly, she's certainly up there as far as the singers have been. I mean, she, she, she beats the Corries. No, 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 I'm not having that at all. No, definitely doesn't beat Ronnie. No chance. Ronnie's my favourite. Come on! 
Oh, that's worth a, a YouTube. I'm going to YouTube that later. <laughs> I see that. The, what would you rather have? Amy McDonald or who gets the words rank for what I remember in the previous game? Oh, Nina Nesbitt. Th- well, well, I, I didn't hear her singing. <laughs> the thing is, it's difficult to, to keep in time with the crowd because the crowd's always out. Just, the problem is that song. It's not that it's just it's a, it's a rotten song to try and keep time. It's nonsense. It's uh, a bit more upbeat. I'm going to veer off the, the the football just for a second because I watched the, the Ricky Burns fight on Saturday night and before that they did Flora Scotland had Michelle McManus singing it and she sang all three verses. I've Hi. never heard I've never heard anybody sing all three verses at a sporting venue. It was brilliant. <laughs> it was quite funny listening to the crowd though who were trying to sing the third verse while she was still doing the, the, the second verse nobody ever sings. <laughs> how did they How did they get her in the ring? Did they winch her in? <laughs> Yeah, I, I can make a joke about Nabe winching that, but the crew. I was going to say that, Greg. Ah, I got no. first. <laughs> that was a discussion earlier today, Chris. I think I did that me, right? Well, we're talking about the football now. Aye, aye, give us a run down the football. Uh, aye, well, basically, Scotland. Well, it started alright actually, um, but I mean, this is supposedly the the, the golden generation of Belgium and. If that's a golden generation, I'm not that impressed, to be honest. I think they managed to put one decent ball into the box in the entire first half, and they scored from it because their defence is shocking. We had Alan Hutton on, uh, at right-back, with uh, Stephen Whitaker at left-back, which isn't even his natural position. Uh, and they both kind of get caught out of position a lot, try to go forward, which they never really managed too well. And then in centre-half, we had Russell Martin and we had Grant Hanley, and for the first 45 minutes, I didn't even know what one was what. Because I don't really watch English football, and they were both rotten. Yeah, it's a partnership that strikes fear into supporters over the world, doesn't it? When you see those two fuds line up, I'd rather have Caldwell back. Oh, I, I know. Obviously, you, you were shouting about when Caldwell was in the team. You could have a shout at him. These two idiots. Was it Hanley that dived in for the first? Uh, it might have been. I can't remember who it was. Did I, he not dive in for the second as well? I did. I because up the second. Aye, because by the time the second half came along, out there they were up the same end I was at. I was kind of. I was in the south stand, but I was towards one end. And I was able to see what one was what by this point. And see the number of times I watched Grant Hanley get sucked in. And uh, it was usually the, the boy Morales that just turned him. Yeah. Every single time. And that, I mean, it took them about four or five attempts at doing that. And every time they caught him out. And it was only like the last time they'd done it, they actually scored the second goal, which killed the game. Um, but that, so Belgium were okay. I don't think they were anything great. They were big. And they were like the... Their right back, whose name escapes me at the moment, he was uh, like a whippet. He was just phenomenally fast. The, we put the boy Annual in for Watford, sort of midway through the second half, and he's pretty quick. And he seems to he seems to be a, a good find. I'd, I'd quite like to see him more often. Uh, but even he was getting outpaced by this right back. Absolutely brilliant. Um, but I mean, the likes of, I, I was expecting more for the likes of Fellaini. He just seemed to go around kicking Scotsman. Um, they, they didn't have Hazard, so I mean, there's maybe that to counteract it. But I, I, I just, I don't think Belgium are any great shakes. I honestly think Croatia were a better team. They just had a really bad night when Scotland played them in June. Well, nothing seemed to work, and they get caught out by one, one of a few Scotland attacks. I think Croatia are a better team. Who's top of the group? Is it? Is it Belgium? It's Belgium, man. Belgium. I, top? I think uh, that was Belgium. But they tell they were celebrating pretty fervently after the game. Mm-hmm. And we were walking to the stadium going, I, 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 mean, I would have been that excited about beating Scotland. We're thinking, have they qualified by now? 
So when well, I think they're guaranteed a player. Aye, they're five points clear with yeah. a couple of games or like two or three games left or something. So, but they're aye, but they're, uh, they're clear enough for the other teams that they're going to be at least a playoff. So they haven't quite clinched the, the automatic spot, which I think they probably will. Um, I, mean, aye, I think, think so. Scotland's got Croatia in the final game, I think. Yeah. 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 Uh, 15th? Yes, aye. aye. Is, it two, is, game. is it two games left? Um, two or three? I was for wondering us. that because I think, have we got three games left or have we got two? No, we've got two left. Wales and Macedonia have got three. Aye, because the the, the Croatia games are Tuesday night or something, so there's a there's a weekend before that, I yeah. think. Well, I, I don't know what Scotland are doing. We're just training. Uh, but obviously we've got Macedonia this Tuesday coming, so... Aye, I think we've got to try our best to avoid bottom spot. It's all about Aye, the, the seedings for the next tournament. Aye, exactly. That was the thing that made me laugh at the game. Was uh, We were 1-0 down. It was like... Belgium were getting more and more into the second half and looked more and more likely to get a second goal than we did an equaliser. And I heard a guy behind me going, Oh, well, at least we always get beat. And I thought, But Macedonia were bottom a point behind us, so now we're bottom again. Yeah. Why is that a good thing? Yeah. I was kind of hoping it was going to be a draw that game, to be honest. Yeah, it's depressing, isn't it? When we're, when we're now talking about trying not to finish bottom of that group, as oh. it's just it's an absolute shock. And I, it's difficult because we changed manager halfway through, but we really, really need to get something. Uh, tomorrow night, they got a win. Not anything other than a win. It's, it's yeah. shaping up to be a disaster again. Right. I think, see if we don't get that win away to Macedonia, which is going to be difficult. Mm-hmm. We lost we lost one there a few years ago. Um, if we don't get that, then the last game against Croatia at home, that's, that's a real toughie. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if we lose that as well. I mean, if they're still, if Croatia are still playing for the for the top spot, then yeah, be flying. Exactly. Uh, not much positive to be said. Uh, I, that, I, I was trying guy. to find the positive. Anya was a good positive, I thought. I, he, I'd like to see him more. Um, I actually thought Lee Griffiths had a good game because he, did, he chased, a lost a lot, uh, chased a lot of lost causes, which mm-hmm. is a thankless task, but he never gave up. He, what little chance he, he did get to even get on the ball, he did the right way. So I think I'd like to see him get another chance, especially with the fact that Jordan Rogers had to pull up with a broken hand ah, or something. He's, he's out, he's out. Yep. Yeah. He Doing came on bit. and I don't think he did all that much, to be honest. The wee bits I saw in the highlights, they were uh, talking about Griffiths and saying that we were trying to whip balls into the near post. and He's mm. never he's never that type of no. player. You know, he's a guy you want to pick the ball up at 20 yards um, outside the ball. Yeah, 20 yards outside the goal, he's, he's back to go and turn it a go. And hopefully... Hopefully, if he plays tomorrow night, we might see him get a bit more of a free reign because he's never, he's never been a six-yard box player. No, I mean, uh, what else did we have? Charlie Mulgrew's a defensive midfielder works pretty well, but see when you've got Hanley and Martin behind them, I'm thinking why don't you just play him in centre of defence? Exactly, exactly. It's mental. Aye, he's better than the two of them, definitely. But um, to be fair, I think Mulgrew did ping a good few passes about, and his distribution was pretty good. It's one of the better games I've seen him have for Scotland. I'd, but then anything he's played for Scotland before, he's been left mid or left wing, and that, oh, left defence, left back, <laughs> left defence. <laughs> but I, I don't like him at left. I've, I've, I've said this for Celtic a few times as well. I think that's, he's weaker out there. I think he's better in the centre. So, aye, defensive midfielder, he'd be alright, but not when we're struggling for first choice defenders in the first place. Uh, we Sean Maloney's always worth something to us, but I don't think he had too much uh, on. Saturday or Friday night either. So. I'm starting to warm to him so, uh, the last few games he's had for Scotland. Maloney. It was a period where I just wasn't wasn't a big fan at all. But I think he's he's handling his age 
think he's grown into yeah. a player. I, I quite like it. He had a free kick in the first half, which was a bit disappointing. He was taking it because with Lee Griffiths in the park, we've seen him find a good free kick or two. And I was kind of, I, I would have rather, I've seen what Sean Maloney can do with free kicks. And sometimes they're great and sometimes they're rotten. But I, I would have liked to have seen Lee Griffiths because this is the kind of period we should be doing yeah. things. So Definitely. I think if we get another one in the, on Tuesday night in that kind of distance, I'd be wanting to, want to have to take it. I thought uh, Scott Brown was unlucky we shot, I think it was first half, but yes, past the post. Aye, I, 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 I never had a good side. view of how close it was, because uh, I was kind of side on to it, it kind of was by the post away from me. So I, 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 I asked my dad about it uh, yesterday, he was saying it was pretty close. Yeah. Aye, so that's it. We, did, we didn't take a tank and that was the main thing. That was exactly. always the fear against for, for the other night, you know, a, a real heavy defeat, which would have been a real setback. But a 2 0, it's not too bad. I, I, I can't help but think that was more done to Belgium not being good enough. Mm. That's that's the thing that's, that's the thing that's bothering me. They, if Belgium had been any good, they could have taken quite a few off that defence. Yeah. But they never really looked like doing it. And that's us, one more game left, and then that's it. Moving on to the next one, another tournament that we're not going to be at. And. France 98 was the last time we were at anything. That's no. just depressing. There's like kids growing up through their entire school lives have never seen Scotland at a, a, big, a major championship. But yep. we're, we're up to, we're, we're going to be at least 18 years if we, yeah. if, if we get to Euro 2016. I've never experienced, never experienced that crushing disappointment of watching <laughs> this plummet in the first three games. You know, the, the fur, that's it. see the further we get France 98 the more I, like, I think back to how great it was <laughs> and it's no because that, that thumping off Morocco we got that <laughs> Craig, Craig Burnaby's died here getting sent off that's right so miss a time isn't it? you think oh, that was great and you think no actually it wasn't it was another horse oh it was just <laughs> bad I mean he, like the, the opening the World Cup against Brazil was a great honour yeah that year but then what Losing out to the tomboy don't go on. Ah, even that, even the way we lost that you game. Know, it was annoying. Just, but then, I mean, even then, you were like, all right, it was Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> if, if Boyd hadn't got something on that, the guy behind him was not getting in it anyway. So it was it was one of those ones. It was ah, okay. But then you got to the Norway game and then what Burley scored to equalise in a game we probably should have won. And then we just got thumped off Morocco and it was just, I probably deserve to go back in that point. That's the thing as well. Let's see the longer it goes between qualifying for something, I think the harder it's going to get because you've got you've now got this monkey in your back Aye. because we've not qualified for umpteen tournaments and that's the first thing everybody's looking at and I, I, just, I don't know, I, I can't see us qualifying anytime soon to be honest, unless there's a real turnaround in the quality of players that were that were unearthing to put in that side. I, I, I think well, I think we're at least another championship away from Aye, I think you could break. I mean, well, we've got the increase in teams for the next European Championship, so that's got to be a wee bit of a, a boost. Not really. It's 53, 53-54 teams in UEFA these days. There's only 24 of them are going to be caught. Well, 23, because France qualifies hosts. That's, we're sitting bottom of this group at the moment. We're, we're not qualifying for anything. I, th- I, think, I think we need to host. I think we need to host something. I think, I that's, going that the, I think that's literally going to be the only chance we would do it in the next 10 years is if we host something. I, I mean, I don't think we can afford to do that either. Skin. Well, they're moving <laughs> away from that, aren't they? They're moving away oh, from that, a single yep. host because yep. there's so many teams and the criteria for the stadiums. So difficult for a single nation to do it that they need two nations, sometimes even three, yeah. to bid for it. So they're moving away and just trying to move to, I don't know, like a kind of Champions League type approach. 
Yeah, just but, move it around. Yeah. But I don't get it because it's it's twenty four teams. That was the size of the World Cup in like nineteen ninety. And Italy was able to host that itself. I, th- I can't remember how many stadiums that only had for that. It was only what was it twelve maybe? I think it's so. You're, you're looking at aye, but you're thinking looking at. Uh, I mean, sure, surely you can get two countries together that can do six each, and they've been doing two countries for Euro two thousand was uh, Holland and uh, Belgium, two thousand eight was Austria and Switzerland, and twenty twelve was Poland and Ukraine. So it's not as if they're only used to doing the two country thing now. Mm-hmm. And surely they can do six. We struggle as well because I think that we've got the the three stadia in Glasgow. Aye, somebody sure was saying. Uh, Aye, it's logistics. So, so I was reading somewhere that Glasgow's the only city in Europe that's got three uh, stadiums of over fifty thousand capacity, yep. including Aye. London. That includes London, would you believe? Because they've only got uh, the Emirates and Wembley over fifty thousand. Yeah, I think it was the photograph on the forum mentioned that. Yeah, that's a good start because I, yeah, you immediately think of London. And then you yeah. start running through the stadiums and you just think... So Stamford Bridge and... Uh, they're not that big. Because uh, Tottenham's not a big stadium. Spurs no. called again, I can't remember now. By Heartline. By Heartline, yeah. Well, they're all at 40,000 odd. Yeah. So, right. that's their biggest want... problem. They're just too centralised. Do you want to move on to the, the Petrov game then, Chris? Another Aye. game that I'm, no doubt you were at, but another game that I didn't see. Speaking of stadiums that are... Uh, Big capacity, we managed to fill a, a 60,000 capacity stadium with a charity match, which was really good going. I mean, all right, the tickets were a tenner, and we had a wee bit of a boost with getting a, a boy from One Direction to play. Uh, ah! that, was... <laughs> that was me <laughs> pretending to be a screaming fan there, Greg. I See, had, uh, fell off my chair. <laughs> you, you joke about that, but the, the high pitch squealing was pretty evident. On, uh, oh, <laughs> I mean, I, I've wandered around to the front of the stadium a few times before the game to like, see the teams coming off the coaches, and mm-hmm. there's usually sort of cheering and stuff, but the, the cheering was certainly an octave higher than usual uh, when the, the the home team turned up on the bus and the, the young lad got off. I mean, if, even some of the... Like, it wasn't just the ex-players that were playing. There was, like, uh, I don't know if anybody watches Boardwalk Empire, the guy that plays Al Capone in it, Stevie Graham. He was... Right, yep. He oh, was playing, which is pretty cool. Um, there was another guy who used to be in Hollyoaks or something. He's in Luther now, Warren Brown. He not oh, only I... he not only played but scored. <laughs> so uh, that's one up he's got on me. <laughs> <laughs> you never love that down. No, I'll no. <laughs> well, I, 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 I did have a good laugh at uh, John Bishop. That was another guy that was playing the comedian for Liverpool. He played for the the Stirling Petrov at Loven, and he had a, a great chance to get a header. And they put it wide, and it was uh, so bad that uh, the the entire, the entire stadium was chanting Sebo at him, including the the PA announcer. But it was a really good day. Um, obviously, the, the it wasn't a great atmosphere that you'd expect for a, a sixty thousand capacity stadium, but. Uh, and certainly the you, you, you sang another walk alone before the game, and then there was a. a the standard ovation for when the teams came out, and especially when Petrov himself came out. Uh, they had another... Uh, what, in the 19th minute, the referee just stopped the game entirely and had a minute's applause for Petrov, because 19 was his number. Um, but, I mean, it was good to see the likes of... What, uh, we started with quite a bulk of the team that went to Seville. So we had like, Larson and Sutton up front, and we had uh, a guy in midfield, and Lennon was playing for us... Uh, and at the back we had Bobo Baldy and Johan Mjalby and Yuris Valhalm. It was just these are like, these these are like heroes to me because not many teams have gone to European finals. So. 
mean, I can, I can rhyme the, the, the team off the top of my head. Drab Douglas was in goal, was there another one? Um, it's, quite, it's quite funny to see how some of them have kept in shape and some of them haven't. <laughs> uh, but, who was the worst? Who was the worst at actually, the worst one was probably Paul Lambert, who was playing for really? the, the Stalin Petrov. Eleven, he was, he's quite big. <laughs> but uh, like Chris Sutton looks like he can still Aye, play. Now. You have Elby's the same. Lennon's Lennon was never small to start with, you know. No. He, he, but he was he was still running about, uh, knocking the ball about, picking out passes, cutting out the uh, attacks. It was no Neil Lennon I remember playing to start with. What about Bobo? Uh, how was he? Um, it, it, the first thing he did was basically clatter into somebody. <laughs> <laughs> there was just no mention, just straight through the vacuum. <laughs> I'm surprised so that he was there after the way he left Celtic. Uh, he I know it's for left. charity, and I'm sure that he's not got any uh, oh, edge. Still in the rage bill. I mean, to be, uh, of the of the Seville team, the only guy that was missing was Alan Thompson. So. And obviously, there's a, a few bits and pieces happened with him when he was a, the first team coach. Uh, but even like, uh, I think even the three that we came off the bench that day, you had Ulrich Lawson. I don't even know what happened to him anymore. Uh, Jackie McNamara started the game, so he he was playing. Uh, and obviously, Sean Maloney was the third sub that day, and he's away in international duty, so he couldn't play. Yeah. Uh, and he, I'm sure he would have played if he'd been available because he knew Petrov at uh, Aston Villa as well. But I, I mean, look, ultimately the, the the day was about Petrov, and uh, it was great to see him. He played, he played a good like, first half hour of the game, and then like, he's he's obviously no the, the fat guy he used to be because of the, everything he's been through with the, the, the leukemia treatment. I mean, it's in remission, which is fantastic news. But he's in some sort of maintenance period with the the, the medication, so he's still he, he, yeah. he's he's still not going to be at his peak fitness. But he probably could get fat again one day, but he's never going to be a professional footballer again. So uh, he played the half hour he, 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 for his own team, the, the Stallion Petrov select, and then with about five minutes to go, he'd, he'd, he'd switched uh, jerseys, had the, the hoops back on for the, the last five minutes. And at that point in the game, it was 5-4. So we were all... Was it 5-4? No, 4-3, sorry. So it was only a goal in it, and we're thinking... This is that. Somebody's going to uh, scalp somebody <laughs> to the penalty. He's going to get a penalty. <laughs> Petrov's going to score the equaliser and we'll him happy. And then that wee Egypt for Westlife scored the first goal. Nicky Bond. He's like, yeah, pain in the butt. <laughs> 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 uh, oh, it, was, it was good fun. I mean, uh, John Bishop was a good laugh. Right? He was he was well up for it. Uh, what, that boy for One Direction, he seemed, he seemed to run about a lot. I'm not, I'm not sure he's that good a football player. And, uh, <laughs> I had to laugh though. Uh, Gabby Agbonlohar uh, and Dimitar Berbatov were probably the, the, the two guys that looked as if they were still playing today. I thought I don't know if Agbonlohar is. I know Berbatov does. He still plays, yeah. and you could tell right? because I mean Berbatov got a hat trick and uh, he, he was laying off all sorts of chances for other people and uh, like the difference in fitness between him and other guys was phenomenal but even Agbonlahor I mean, his, his fancy footwork was pretty good he won himself a, a penalty which he then handed to John Bishop and he like go and put it away so it was Bishop against Douglas and uh, Douglas saved it and uh, for some reason the, the Westlife boy ran in and put the ball in it and the referee flagged for offside and I thought how can you be offside for a penalty it's only, and, and they're still talking about this like, oh, it was, it's been disallowed for offside and I'm watching it at the big screen going no, it's been disallowed for encroachment. Because yeah. when he runs up to take the penalty, Nicky Burns already level with the penalty spot. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
so I'm assuming it was that was ruled after encroachment, but uh, well, aye, but, um, that would, but as I was saying, like Bon Lahore was a, a, a hit because he probably lived the dream more than anybody else when uh, he came across and, and clattered the boy from one direction who had been getting it stinking for the, the, the crowd. I mean, for all they had the wee girls cheering for him, the rest of the stadium was booing him. I mean, it was, it was a hard tackle, but there was nothing, nothing no, nasty I mean, about it. It was a I've seen worse than that. It was a good solid dunt. It was a football Aye. tackle. That's all it was. So he's down in the deck, dead, gets up eventually, and immediately signals to the bench, I'm done, can I go off? I'm like, yeah, we wimp. And then went off and spewed. I'm like, you're pathetic. I was reading thanks some for, of the Thanks the for comments. turning up. Thanks for bringing the money into the stadium, but chuck it. Uh, he, he, is he really signed for Doncaster Rovers? That's what I heard today. See, see if he gets even a look in and playing a real game, he will last about 30 seconds. Yeah, I don't think he'll fancy playing after that yesterday. I think, I think he's maybe learned his lesson there. I would hope so. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm sure he enjoyed his sell and I'm, I'm sure he brought in a lot of money for charity by playing in it at all, which is fantastic. But <laughs> come on, me man. <laughs> You're 20, he's like 21 year old or something, right? I'm 10 years older than him. And I managed to run about that same park for 90 minutes and didn't spew. That's I mean, I might, I, I might have been rotten. I might have missed an absolute sitter. But I, I, I took a couple of tackles, I know, and got back up. Yeah, I've got some some of the abuse that Agbon Lahore was getting from Twitter from the One Direction fans. <laughs> uh, somebody says, this guy hurt Louis' knee. I shall hurt your face. I better hear that you apologise or I'll find you and I'll kill you. That's a bit harsh. It was just a challenge. <laughs> uh, this is a thought. See when you've got that. Can you know that bill that everybody hates in Scotland? That one about the offensive behaviour at football yeah. and on the Internet Act. Can we start doing One Direction people with that now? You should be able to. Surely that's says, got to be worth it. I'll chop your balls off. <laughs> <laughs> that's just too far. Don't ever touch Louis again. Who the hell do you think you are? <laughs> A guy who played for England, a footballer. <laughs> Simple as that. <laughs> oh, that—that that was what was entertaining me. It was the uh, the videos, the amount of videos I've seen of the challenge, and then him being sick, and and then all the, the fallout of it. it ah, good banter. It was. I, I, that that was a good laugh. I I, I mean, these things. There's always a panto villain, and for most of the first half, it was John Terry, uh, mm. to, who, who apparently is a Celtic fan. He, but th- this is the difference, right? See, for all the mumping and moaning, uh, like Louis uh, Tomlinson and stuff, that was fine. That was he, he's just he needs to grow up a bit. John Terry was getting more booze than anybody else, and he was just laughing it off. And that's the way it should be. Ah, it's aye. part of the occasion, and it's aye, it's it's a friendly. That's what it's all about, really. It's all about banter. Aye, exactly. That was good fun. That was it. I mean, I, I don't think anybody noticed, but Carlos Queller started the second half. So he, he kind of touched the ball at one point and he was getting booed, but I don't think MDL was really bothered. It's maybe because like the night before there'd been a Stallion Petrov tribute dinner and he'd bid something like 11 grand for one of the Petrov's jerseys. Like, Aye. Himself. Aye. Apparently that was, it was 11 grand he put in, which is fantastic. That's straight for the EBT. Uh, must, must have been. <laughs> <laughs> Putting that to good use. See, that's that. I mean, I mean, I mean for, what, that puts it in perspective. Carlos Queller had to be paid an EBT to put a Rangers jersey on, and then he bought a Celtic jersey. That's just class. There's a difference. That's a, that's <laughs> a, a classy Rangers man there. 
Right, I wanted to move on. After all that light-hearted banner, I wanted to move on to something serious, a charity bet. Aye. Greg called a crisis meeting earlier, mm-hmm. and uh, we've got to rethink how we're doing this because we were rubbish. We went for <laughs> former time United, Dundee and Falkirk yep. to win, and we got zero. Stennis made one of penalties. Yep. Annan get th- Annan thumped for my time United 4 0. And Greg Spence beat Falkirk 1 0 away goal <laughs> for the throwers. Yep, so that was poor. And obviously, <laughs> we touched on the, the scorer there. We had Roberts to score first for Falkirk, and that didn't happen. So we were doing fairly poorly there. So during this crisis meeting, we discussed how we can take this forward. And we've, I, I say it every week, we need to keep it simple. And every week we do keep it simple and still still struggle. It's got to be it's got to be for here on in nothing better than evens per per uh, per bet per team. Because if you get three sort of just under evens, then that's still bringing you in a decent a decent return. Even if one of them is an odds-on favourite, even if we're putting twenty quid in every week I think that's the tact we need to take because yeah. a couple of weeks ago I think if, if the bet had come up it was like 170 quid which oh. already gets the alarm bells <laughs> ringing because you think hold on a minute I can't be right so I we need to just start scraping 15 quid here and there because I mean McBookie have been great but I'm sure they wouldn't grudge us going in the uh, going in the uh, the side of the favourites and then again it's trying to get back got, we've got it I mean we've we've tried our we've tried our luck at the at the big odds and it's clearly not working so right so here's what I was thinking I've I've picked a couple but uh, the one that's got the best odds out of the two is Peterhead to beat Queen's Park Queen's Park yeah uh, mm-hmm. 1-2 to two. Queen's Park have only scored once all season they've yep. yet to win a single point and yep. Peterhead although they had a, a bit of a slow start to the season they beat Easterland who were undefeated they beat them 4-1 uh, Oakle view, so I think Peter Head are, are now starting to find their feet. So I think that that's a good shout. That's my, my tip. That's a sensible bet. Aye, aye, that's a good shout. That's, that's, that's good odds as well. So. And I was also going to pick a team that we decided that I would never ever pick again. Oh, oh no, 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 no. no. I never mentioned that earlier. That's the one caveat. You're not having the Rangers in the bet. No. Scored 18 goals. That has done too many times in the past. Right. Right. No, I was just thinking this. See, see that, uh, if you want to guarantee uh, Rangers getting through the, the Ramses Cup quarter-final, put money in Queen of the South. Aye. Yeah, right. <laughs> or vice versa, you want Queen of the South to go through, put money in uh, Rangers. <laughs> so I was going to say Rangers to beat Arbroath. You've put only 2 to 11. <laughs> no, it's no point. It's no point with that. There must, there must be a better excessive. value, a better value, low rods, low rods right. option than that. That only See, gets four pound onto the total. Right. So if we discount that, we lose four pound. But but Falkirk at Cowden Beath. Aye, that's Even a good money. Shoot. Even money, aye, that's a good shoot. The other one I was looking at was Morton at Livingston. I don't know what that odds like, but Morton, Livingston, are rotten this season's over. Slightly better than evens. Aye. Aye. See, I reckon that's a good shoot. Right. Played Falkirk and Morton. All right, I will go for that then. Right, that's a bit more sensible. Right, £10 on that gets £69.55. Still sounds high. That still sounds high to me. Wait a minute. <laughs> Revisit these bets again. Well, I think... That still, that still sounds too much. Well, Morton's 11 to 8. 
Falkirk's evens. See, mm, see that, 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 that is a problem. There's not really much which is less than even money through right. those leagues, other than Rangers. You're getting McBookie are so McBookie are such a good bookie. You're getting at least evens and pretty much everything. So, uh, you know, Aye, so taking evens or eleven to eight or whatever, Martin, that's pretty reasonable. Yep. Yeah. There's there's nothing else which is kind of odds on. Good up through weeks. I, I think I think given it would be up in like three figures the last few weeks, six to nine quid's probably about right. Yeah. Aye. Yeah. That's where we need to be aiming. I think. Right. We'll go for that then. So that's Peterhead, Falkirk, and Morton Treble. £10 for McBookie returns, £69.55. And we also have our wee bonus bet, which is a first scorer bet in the Championship League 1 or League 2. And last week we went for Roberts to score first for Falkirk. Obviously Falkirk didn't score, so we didn't get that in. We went for Falkirk to win against Cowden Beath. So we're going to go for Roberts again, first scorer. I think that's a good idea, though. Yep, stick oh, with till we get one up. Aye, well, aye. I think there's certainly a better chance of him scoring this week than there was last week because last week we just struggled to pick anything. Yep. So I think that's probably a good shout. And McBookie doesn't have the odds up for that just yet. That happens later in the week. But, well, I'm guessing we'll get something like 5 6 to 1. Yeah, I would think so. That's just a minimum odds on it for first yeah. score, 5 6. Yeah. That'd be nice, £120 in the kitty. Aye, that would be very nice. <laughs> it's unlikely to happen, though. Remind me of much is in the kitty just now. <laughs> None. I, uh, <laughs> I've got a, it's a long season yeah. ahead. We've got these yeah. two bets on the go. We'll come, we'll come good. Definitely come good. Aye. Aye. Hopefully, anyway. Hopefully. Right, before we, we get to the predictions, I wanted to mention that I went to a, an art gallery the other day. I think it was Sunday. Oh. And I seen the, the world's oldest football it was in the Stirling, in the Smith Art Gallery. Cool. Uh, it's from the 15, 1500s. They're not really sure exactly when. They, they reckon it could have been from just the start of the 1500s, but they found it, I think, 1540 and 1550. Uh, so, half time. There was some work getting done on one of the rooms, some decorating done, and they reckon the ball got lost behind at that point. But uh, it was interesting to see. It was, a, I'd guess, at a size three and a half. Sure, it was near turnip. <laughs> How did I know it's a football? Because somebody kicked it over the, the, the palace walls and it got confiscated. <laughs> <laughs> Aye. Apparently, the, the king at the time purchased three. See, he was going to put his sword through it and didn't bother. Bye. It was good. It was interesting to see it, especially since it's in Stirling. Uh, aye. It was good. It was free to get in. Smith Art Gallery, if anyone wants to go. Free parking oh, as well. Wait, 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 wait. Free again? Is that where you took your missus for our anniversary? <laughs> <laughs> a bit of culture. Big spender. <laughs> took her for dinner at the kebab shop. <laughs> That's how I roll. <laughs> you got a roll? Yeah. <laughs> right, we'll move on to the, the predictions. Are we wanting to do predictions for the Scotland game? Or are we just going to look at it and just say that... Against Macedonia? I'm, yeah. I'm just going to cross my fingers. I'm not going to make a prediction. 2-1 Scotland. Ooh. <laughs> That's brave. Griffiths to a double. Take that. Hey, all right, I'll put you down for that, Greg. We'll see yeah, what happens to that. Do I get bonus points to predict if that comes in? And no. the national points? No. No, that's a, f- a straight no. <laughs> right, so in the, the Premiership, we've got the first game up is a lunchtime kick-off. It's on BT. And it's Hearts versus Celtic. 
I'm going to go for an away victory. I was going to suggest Celtic for the charity bet, but I think we've got a good one anyway. Right, I'm going to go 2-1 to Celtic. Uh, I think Hearts are doing all right this season. It's a threadbare squad of kids. But um, they're at home. Maybe got a chance. But I think uh, international break about the way. Celtic will maybe get other players back just in time. Interesting to see if any of the, the new signings like uh, near Baton or Pookie get a game. I think more likely to see Anthony Stokes, I think. So I'll say 2-1 Celtic. It's good to see him as you. 3-0 Celtic. 3-0 Humping. Humping, I think they'll run out easy winners. Gilly against Inverness. I'm going 2-0 away victory. Aye, so am I. <laughs> Kiss you, Nels. Bill McKay double or something. I like the look of Inverness. I think... Uh, I think they're shaping up to have a really good season again. Kilmarnock saw them the other week. No great shakes, to be honest. Pretty poor. I could, yeah, it could be, I could be another three nothing for Inverness. Three nothing away win. There's Toki Novo again going to Kelly. The rumours been doing the rounds for quite a bit, but it's, it's gaining momentum. I don't know if he'll be signed in time for that, but it'd be interesting to see Novo back in Scottish football. Is that because is that Rangers said no thanks? <laughs> Oh, I see what you did there, Chris. Uh, <laughs> I've got a prediction from Grumpy Old Man on the forum. He's went 3-0 to the hoops, and he's, he reckons it's going to be 3-1 to Inverness. So we're getting a, we're getting guest predictions here. I'm going to put I'm going to put Grumpy Old Man in my wee black book. <laughs> <laughs> and the next game up really? is Partick need, need, against Aberdeen. Aye, uh, that's a bit. I need a Thistle Aberdeen game. Um, I'm gonna go one 0 Aberdeen. I'm gonna go one each. Oh, I'm gonna go two 0 Thistle because Aberdeen are crap. <laughs> but we're gonna win the treble. Oh, I know, I know. Treble. Here we come again. Aberdeen. Bubble burst. Two nothing. Patrick. <laughs> Forbes and Lawless. Aberdeen's gonna gonna win the treble and Rangers are gonna win the quadruple. <laughs> so it's gonna yeah. happen. Then the next one up is St. Johnson against Hibs. And I'm going to go for a home victory here. I'm going to go 2-0. No, I'm going to go 1-0 St. Johnson. Right, I, I agree with that 1-0. No, I think it might be a wee bit tighter. Tighter than Grumpy Old Man went for 2-1 Partick in the last game. He's just a bit slow at responding. He's not really into this live interaction. <laughs> well, what's the St. Johnson Hibs prediction? That's what I know. Ah, he's a bit slow with that. Right, so the St Mirren versus Motherwell. Away victory, easy, 3-0. Uh, not quite as easy, 2-0. Aye, away victory, 3-1. Grumpy old man went 2-0 to St Johnson in the last game. He's <laughs> uh, like, like the podcast Nina Nes, but he's a wee bit behind. <laughs> <laughs> right, then well, on keep Sunday... Up <laughs> <laughs> on Sunday we've got Ross County against Dundee United is this on the telly? it must be on the telly box it's but I see if I'd done my preparation I could have yeah. told you that right, 12, the, the Celtic game is on BT Sport Hearts versus Celtic is on That's right. Aye, I've already said 12, that 12, it's 12, on 12, Sky Sports 4 12, Sky Sports 4 for Ross County and Dundee United cool. Aye. right I'm going to go for an away victory here I'm going to go 2-1 Dundee United mm-hmm. um I'm kind of hoping there's going to be goals in this if it's on the telly. I reckon maybe one apiece. Aye, one each for me. 
And grumpy old man went for a 3-0 away victory to Motherwell. <laughs> still in <laughs> <your> bank. <laughs> he's still, he's, there's a bit of a delay here. Right? There is, delay. Right, Ross County against Dun- Dundee United, grumpy. Come on. Well, We'll just sit here and wait and pick in that last game. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you, it'll be good to get the domestic football back. Oh, I know, tell me about it. Yeah. She and Saturday there, I was just bored. Crap, and you can't it's even have betting anything either. There's nothing yeah. to bet on. I was and betting on the juniors again. It's even worse when they've got the, the Friday night international game. It's, it's just nonsense. Yeah. They have them all at the same time on the Friday night. You used to have a full day of football when the international break was on. You could oh, you could watch pretty much every home nation just because of the way the TV times went, and now they've got them all jammed in on my wedding anniversary. I don't <laughs> how am I meant to watch it then? They need to plan this a wee bit better. Do one done United by the way, old grumpy man. Aye, <laughs> finally got there. <laughs> got there eventually. <laughs> right, well that's us got to the end of the podcast. Unless there's anything you wanted to discuss, any random, any other business. Uh, I think I think once we're talking about things getting jammed in in your wedding anniversary, it's probably time to go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right, bye then. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers.